Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. So just in case you don't want to believe me when I say this, we have Jojo in studio <laughs> this week. In the flesh. In the flesh. It's been a funny couple of weeks because we've, we've all been sick. <laughs> we've all had the bubonic plague. Oh, man. It's been terrible, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been awful. It's been awful. So for for the majority of this recording, we're going to be stopping and, and coughing. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and if you make me laugh, I'll have a coughing fit. <laughs> And I'll, I'll sound just like one of the sisters from The Simpsons. <laughs> Come here and give Aunt Jojo a kiss. <laughs> now you're, you're making me laugh. <laughs> so, you know. But, I mean, this is, this, is, this is how we all sound. It's winter, so all kinds of things are in the air. And, uh, <laughs> you know, even though... Mostly we- shit, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely shit. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly shit. You know, flu shots or not, you get sick and it's terrible. Yeah. But here's the thing. Jojo survived pneumonia. I did. I survived something like along the line of bronchitis. But we still sound like crap. We still sound like crap. I think I have a cold or something going on too. Oh boy. I, I do. I'm going to try not to make you laugh. Because, like, whatever. But if I do, forgive me. I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you in advance. From the heart. Oh, boy. So we're here today because we have a podcast to do. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast. A binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. With that said, let's formally say hello to everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. With me in studio today, the fantastic Jocelyn is in town. We are doing fine, fine in the measures that we can do fine. Right? That was deep. I know, I know. Sometimes I'll be like, you're starting on the show deep. Oh man, oh man. So this week we are talking about a very cute little show on Netflix called Raising Dion. Yes. Um it's it's a nice little feel-good show, if you will. It's um it has its moments, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it definitely has its moments. (laughs) And it's definitely something that some you know, especially now during this holiday time. And, you know, if you're going to be taking a few days off from work, you know, because it's a holiday and you're not going to go away, but you still have some vacation days that you want to burn off before the end of the year. You know, this is a show that you can, you could, you could watch and it's not going to be a complete waste of your time. No, not at all. All right. So, let's see, Jocelyn, what is Raising Dion about? (laughs) It's about Raising Dion. Yeah. (laughs) It's the story of a a single mother. She's a widow, and she's raising her son by herself, which, of course, would be difficult under any circumstances, but he has... Some interesting abilities, some some supernatural abilities, some super superpowers, if you will. Right. So it's kind of about her trying to keep it secret, uh, trying not to keep it secret, trying to keep her son safe, essentially, and um, trying to figure out what happened to him, why this is happening, and at the same time, you know, keep keep living her life and trying to keep things as normal for her son as possible. Because we should say that she's a single mother because 
she's a single mother and a widow because the kid's dad and her husband sort of like died or disappeared, but under mysterious circumstances. Yes. And with all of these secrecies that one could think has something to do with the with the child having uh, those abilities and those superpowers. Yes. Because the father is or was a scientist and he dealt specifically with, uh, he studied weather patterns and, and, and all of these things and works for a sort of like a, a company that is sort of powerful in the, in, in the discipline of weather tracking and, and stuff. And it's suspected to be slightly shady, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, you aren't quite sure if they're good guys or bad guys or... That was one thing that I tried to figure out the entire show. Yeah. And I don't know if they purposely left it to for imagination to run wild or if eventually it's going to come out that they are the good guys or the bad guys. Because even towards the end of the show, I didn't quite get it. Yeah, no, you don't really know for sure. That's, yeah, everything's left very ambiguous. Yes. So um, I don't know if that's, if they're hoping, I know they're hoping for a season two, of course. Um, so I don't know if that's something that would be resolved then, or if that's something that's going to be kept, kind of keep us in the dark with that. There's something sort of M. Night Shamanalayan-esque about this show. Yes. It, with all the inconclusive hints and nuggets out there. Yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> it is. And and not the happening Shamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> Cuz that was a really bad era, but more towards the beginning of his career when <laughs> he was when he was on it. <laughs> when he had it. When he had it before he traded it for whatever the hell he traded it for. <laughs> for fame. <laughs> Huh. He he gave his soul to Satan <laughs> <laughs> at the crossroads at midnight. Um, I have to say that the cast of the show is pretty interesting. Uh, one, second, I like the fact that the whole thing centered around uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, specifically uh, DeKalb uh, County area, and of course, Atlanta has. In the in the two thousands, more than everything else, has become sort of a a little southern mecca of of uh, TV and and movies. A lot of things are made in 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 Atlanta and the Georgia area. They really are. They've opened themselves up and made themselves friendly to that, which is cool. Yeah, and then you have, of course, the Tyler Perry Studios that just opened not too long ago. There. I think uh, Black Panther was filmed at Tyler Perry Studios. I think it was, too. Yeah. There's been a lot of stuff filmed in, in Atlanta and Georgia. I definitely like it. And it, it shows, of course, it doesn't tell you that Atlanta has a lot of traffic that don't even think about moving there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it shows suburban Atlanta in a very beautiful light. And I, and I like that. Uh, but more than anything else, I feel I have a lot to say about this show, but not a lot to say. I don't know if I'm making sense. I think so. <laughs> because this show could be better than it was. Yeah. It could, in, 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 it wasn't bad by any measures, really. It wasn't a bad show. It's not a bad show. No. But it can certainly get better. Yeah. I, I think there could have been maybe a little either story editing or, or just plain old editing maybe could have happened. Maybe some, a little bit of, I hate to say script doctoring, but just somebody to kind of come in and clean up a few little things. Yes. Just to make the story a little more cohesive and a little more, oh, I don't know what the word, right word is, but just a little more, more. A little more, more. Little I like more, that. More. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but... Uh, at the same time, you know, like you said, it's not like it's a terrible show or anything like that. It's just, it's kind of in the sense of, oh, but this, it, it, it could have been better. It definitely would have been better. Um, I do like the, the story as to how it got made. 
which I thought was interesting. The fill me in on that one. Okay, so the um, the creator of it wanted wanted to make it and couldn't seem to get anybody to buy the idea or anything. Mm-hmm. So he wrote a graphic novel. So this is based on a comic book. Uh-huh. But he wrote the comic book just to try to get this show made. Wow. He also made a short film um, to go along with the graphic novel to get this show made. Huh. So it was kind of like, I don't know, like guerrilla marketing or something. That's but awesome. Though. It is isn't it kind of a really cool <laughs> way of, of doing it. Like, yeah. I want to yeah. make this show. Nobody's picking it up. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a comic book and I'm going to get some buzz around it. See? And get some fans. Because once once you make it a, a comic book, then it becomes a thing of a special kind of nerd. Yes. And if those special kind of nerds are into it, yes. somebody's going to try to exploit it into film. Yes. Which is what happened here. Yes. Yeah. So that's how he ended up getting, um, I forget which studio, but eventually, you know, Netflix to, to get on board to buy it and everything. But but I thought that was very cool. I mean, that's that is brilliant. Genius. Yeah. Genius. Genius. Yeah. And you know what? For a, a startup of a show, if you will, it, it sort of got uh, one of the biggest stars of the moment yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to take on to it. And, and I wonder... Because originally, I thought, oh, so, yeah, of course they can afford to have Michael B. Jordan. He dies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, come on on this scene, die, and then boom. Right. Five seconds. That's all you got to do is go, ah! <laughs> and here's your million bucks. Bye. And then we use you in the credit, and people will be like, oh, Michael B. Jordan is on it. Yeah. yeah. But then... Really, he was in the show the entire time, yeah. you know. Yeah, he actually, I believe, is pr- part of the production team as well. Too. Uh, so there uh, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Yeah. So let's talk about the cast of the show. We started. We, you, we've already talked about Michael B. Jordan. Before we go into the cast, let me ask you this: though. Who do you think is the audience for this show? That's a good question. (laughs) If you were to put a name to the audience, if you were to put a face on this audience. That's a good question because that's hard to say because it's, you know, it's it's a superhero show based on a comic book. So, you know, you would think maybe your typical comic book crowd, but at the same time, it's a very much about a single mother. Yes. And her struggles. Yep. So, I don't know. (laughs) I thought about that the entire time that I was watching the show. It's a good question. What is the audience that they're pandering to? Who are they trying to establish as the audience for this show? Yeah. I'm a 44-year-old dude, and I watch this show basically and purely in the, you know, in the optics of, I'm going to watch this so that, you know, to see if it merits being you know, featured in my podcast. Yeah. You know, having said that, I'm not saying that it bored me. I'm not saying that it wasn't good, you know, because after each episode, I stayed there and waited for the next episode to start. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's not, that's not, when you need to take a break from a show, it's either because it's very, very good and you're like, wait, I need to decompress. I need to, yeah, to take a usa moment because this is way too intense. Yeah, or it's boring and yeah. you're like, eh, I can always get back to this. Yeah, that wasn't the case with me. No. I actually sort of binge watched this show over a weekend. Yeah. So in that respect, it's not a bad show, but at the same time, I was struggling to understand who this show caters to. And I still haven't figured that one out. Because even if it was originally based on a comic book, I don't know that they kept the comic book elements. Yeah. That it was supposed to have. Do you think? Yeah. Well, if the comic book was was written to make the show, then I don't don't know what the comic book necessarily was like. I I haven't read the comic book, so... So probably not like your, you know, your DC or your Marvels where you have your very specific universes and things like that. So I don't know. I mean, the fact that you and I both enjoyed it, 
it, it may just have a little bit of universal appealing appeal, you know, because yeah. I can see younger kids who are interested in, you know, superheroes and that kind of thing being interested in it. And then people our age, of course, we were, we enjoyed it. Yep. And, you know, the only people I can think of that probably wouldn't would be boomers and older who are, you know, yelling about finding nickels. So, <laughs> Well, the one thing I can say about this show also is that it, it, it tackles a lot of social issues. And maybe that that was something done on purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, usually, you, you always have shows that will tackle one particular social issue. Yes. But this one went around and picked on a, a lot of social issues in very tasteful ways, by the way. But it dealt with racism. It dealt with employment unemployment. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so what it is to be employed, to depend on a job, to make a living and sometimes having to appear a bit selfish when you're trying to balance life and, and work. We saw that. Yes. But also it, it, it tackled racism in the in the sense of you know how hard it is for a parent to sort of break their child's innocence and tell them why some people behave a certain way towards them and it shows that it is not a conversation that is easy to have ever especially when you have to do that at such, at such a, a young age for your kid. Yeah. Right. I like the actress. I, I, I like the the actress who played Dion's mother. Her name is what? What was her name? Alicia. Alicia Rain Wainwright. Alicia Wainwright. Yeah. Wainwright. I have to confess that the entire time she looked like somebody I've seen before, but I don't quite know. I don't quite remember where I've seen her. There are times that she she looks a little bit like Alicia Keys to me, <laughs> you know, but she's very likable. Yes, and she's 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 a she's a pretty actress, but she's not about her prettiness, but rather about the acting. Yes, am I? Yes, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. She, I mean, she's. Definitely someone who is good to look at, but she wasn't hired for the job because she's good to look at. She was right. hired because she's a she good actress. She could do the job. She could act. Yes. Right. Yes. Because some people's, some people on the screen are pretty and they know that they're pretty and that becomes a bit distracting mm-hmm. for us, the viewer. Because mm-hmm. like, it's like, ugh, this person is just... Posing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, do you remember those uh, David Caruso putting the sunglasses on the entire time? And do you remember that? Yes. Yes. And then the little puns that he did, and like, oh yes. my God, why? 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 <laughs> but you do remember those. Do yes. you know that I used to watch CSI Miami just because of those? And it's not necessarily because I liked it. Just because I'm like, I cannot believe that no one has told these people these fucking parts are ridiculous. Uh, You were just waiting to see what what stupidness they would come up with. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we're looking at cold-blooded murder. Well, wouldn't it always be like a pun too? Like, so if somebody got run over by a car, it would be like, well, it looks like they're pretty sunglasses tired. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It was always like some weird little pun. Like, why? Did they know that was ridiculous and they that's why they continue to do they it. They had to. I mean, come they on. They had to, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, the show was pretty good. Except I couldn't wait for those moments. Because dude looked at the camera, said whatever stupid shit he was saying, and then boom, put in the sunglasses. <laughs> and then walked away like he just fucking won the day. <laughs> <laughs> 
My job here is done, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Bring on the hookers and blow. <laughs> and that's exactly that's exactly what uh, what happens in a lot of shows that with, with pretty people. Like, you know, they're there, but they want you to n notice the prettiness of them mm -hmm. as opposed to the acting. And I feel like Alicia Wainwright was acting all the time. Yes. And she was, she, she you know, you, you had to, you had to see the acting. Yeah, she was the single mom. She was the character of the single mom. She became, what's her name? Uh, the name of the single mom. She became her. Uh, Nicole? Nicole. Yeah, right? she became Nicole. You know, she was Nicole. You know, she, you weren't just there watching a pretty woman pretend to be a single mom. Yeah. She was Nicole. To be some little dude's mom and whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I have to also say that the chemistry between her and the kid was awesome, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could believe that was her kid. Yeah. Yeah. And what a good little actor the, the, this kid is, too. He's so cute, too. <laughs> He's so cute. I, I just, I love his little cheeks. And, yes. And, and I just, he's, he's adorable. Josiah, Josiah Young is his name. Yes, and he's and, very good. He's yeah. very, very good. I'm sorry. Whenever he said, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whenever he said that, I was like, if that's my kid, he's completely forgiven. <laughs> All is erased. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, it's okay. We can get another cat. Don't, <laughs> don't do it again, though. You know, next time I'm going to whoop your ass, but this time you're good. <laughs> and then the next time I'm going to say, I'm sorry. I guess. Yeah. That's fine. There's plenty of cats at the shelter. Josiah Young is a fantastic little actor. And I really would love to hear the story of, of how this kid was cast. So another very fascinating little person on the show was Sammy Haney. Yes. She played Esperanza. Yes. And she played a disabled uh, child. And I, I, I believe she is, in fact, disabled, isn't she? She is. I actually have her personal page called up here. Uh -huh. um, she's nine. Yeah. She is trying very hard to be an advocate for the entire disabled community. She has she makes t-shirts. Beautiful. Um, which are disability shirts, themed apparel for people with disabilities. Oh wow. She wore one of her shirts on the show. And she was born with brittle bone disease. I will never be able to pronounce the actual disease, osteogenesis imperfecta. There you go. You got it. She was diagnosed in the womb. Oh, wow. She was born with 19 fractures already. Wow. She's broken hundreds of bones just from turning over in her sleep or sneezing. Oh. Oh. It doesn't just affect her, her bones, but also her, also her teeth and her lungs. Oh, gosh. So she has rods in her arms, legs, and back to keep everything straight because it's curvy from being broken so wow. much. And she says that she hopes people can see past her wheelchair and see her as a person. Of course. And I think she was wonderful on this show. She was absolutely fantastic. I think she was a, a, a ray of sunshine and light. Yes. And I, I think there's an important lesson in a scene, too, about um, abled people and also about consent. Yes. That is taught in one of the episodes about between her and Dion. Yes. That I think is lovely and played very well between the two of them. And it is amazing that two very, very young actors could pull off such a very human scene. Yes. Um, how contrite Dion was after realizing how much he'd hurt her from doing what he did, which must be said, it's not like he was being cruel to her. No. No, he thought he was doing a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. And you write about one, about consent. Second, about when we show people that we are incapable of accepting them the way they are 100%. Yes. In when we go around trying to fix the people in our lives because we feel that they need fixing and they don't. Right. To our standards, they're broken. Exactly. But for them, they are who they are. They are what they are. Exactly. And we need to 
And they want to be Embrace seen. That. They yes. want to be seen that wanna way. Want to be seen, yes. Yeah. And that is, to me, perhaps the biggest, biggest lesson in this entire show. And um, if you make it to that episode, you're going to see exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. In and what, um, how powerful, yeah, how powerful of a moment it is. Yeah. And I think the show did a very brave, I hate to use that word, but for, for Hollywood, a very brave thing, but a very good thing in casting an actor who has the disease as opposed to just getting some kid that they could throw on a wheelchair oh, no, and, and do whatever they wanted with, you know, th- this, this little girl has this disease. She knows what it's like to live with it and she can bring something to it that somebody who's just acting is never going to be able to. You're absolutely right. And I, I think this whole trend of casting the right people for the right role in people living with certain disabilities to play people living with that disability was m- most noticeably, I'm, I don't want to say it was the first time it was done, but most noticeably was with Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Walter White's son was supposedly a kid with cerebral palsy. And the young actor that played Walter White's son was actually, did actually have cerebral palsy. And a lot of people talked about it at the time. Because, you know, again, Hollywood love to take a very perfectly normal, if you will, and I'm not saying in this case, or someone who's not suffering from a disease and just, you know, make them pretend to have to have a disease or to have a disability. And there are actors that are living with diseases that are capable of playing those roles, which was the same thing too with, you know, transgender characters too. You know, after Transparent, I believe, you know, Jeffrey Tambor himself made a plea to, you know, for Hollywood to stop, to start casting people that are actually trans yeah. to play <laughs> trans roles yeah. as opposed to a cisgender male or, this is woman. Yeah. So, you know, it seems like this is becoming a habit that's sticking and we like it. Yeah. 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 The first time I ever saw anything in terms of disability was um, an American sitcom slash family drama called Life Goes On. I think I've got the name right. Yeah, Life Goes On. And um, the there was a son in the family who had down syndrome Mm -hmm. and he was played by an actor who had down syndrome. Yes. And that's the first time that I had ever have ever had ever seen someone with a disability played by someone with a disability. And I, I think that the show was, you know, it was in the eighties. So it was kind of groundbreaking with that one that they would have a character that was disabled to begin with at all. Right. Was, was a big deal. That in itself was a big Step And then the fact that they were conscious enough to get someone to play the part who had the disability as opposed to trying with prosthetics or makeup, which would have been horribly offensive. Yes, absolutely. But is again, not above, you know, them having done horrible things like that before. Oh, right. You know, yeah. there's still fat suits. They still put people in fat suits. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, not that being fat's a disability, but you know what I'm saying. That that they that they did that that they they put a character in the role that was disabled. Um, so I hopefully over the past you know forty years they've learned and will. And like you said, to- like you said, uh, let's not kid ourselves. Hollywood is still far from getting it right in that respect, right? Yeah. <laughs> As you said, they're, they're, they're still. You know, using fat suit and yeah, black faces yeah, yeah. And, and shit. I mean, and, and, and yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's, and again, being fat isn't a disability, but it's so taboo in Hollywood that we can't have a chunky actress play a chunky part. We're yeah. going to put a skinny actress in a fat suit and then pull it off of her and make her, you know, a gorgeous little princess at the end of it or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Or, you know, if, as opposed to having a dark skinned person in a role, let's put a lighter skinned person in yeah. a role that could have gone to a dark or skinned person or have a completely 
blonde person play a Hawaiian. <laughs> yes, yes. Or, or have, you know, someone who is of a completely different descent play someone who is Asian. Yes. So, yeah. So these are little steps towards progress. Yes. And when we see it, we like it and we talk about it. Yes. But we also have to remind you that Hollywood is still fucked up. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I think I think something to say too, since the show is kicking and streaming, something about streaming is the fact that we would not be seeing as much of this. Definitely not without the streaming services. Yes. And the streaming services are willing to make these decisions and willing to take these quote unquote chances. And then Hollywood, big Hollywood, is going. Oh, maybe you can do that after all. Yay! Turns out it worked out. Then, yeah, <laughs> I'm a real boy. But anyway, um, so that you know, so that maybe there will be more chances in more mainstream things for these very talented actors to no, get these parts in in make money. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. That that is true. The streaming streaming services. I have been breaking a lot more barriers than than Hollywood would like to cre take credit for. Than even Cable ever did. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because oh, yes. I, I remember uh, maybe it was about 10 years ago, there was an episode of Family Guy where there was a an actress with Down syndrome that played, that voiced... A character with Down syndrome. Okay. And she, you know, Family Guy makes fun of, makes fun of everything. Yeah. But it was a person with Down syndrome, a character with Down syndrome, making fun of herself and making fun of people with Down syndrome and making fun of everybody. And at the time it was, so it was a bit more than that because it was during the 2008 elections. Okay. 2007, 2008, and Sarah Palin, mm -hmm. at the time, being the president, vice presidential candidate she was with John McCain, the next day she put out a statement bashing um, the show for making fun of people with down syndrome because she had her youngest child has down syndrome and the little actress herself put out a statement saying i don't need you to defend me <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she was you came right out and said first of all one i don't need you to defend me i know exactly what i did and i was perfectly fine with doing it yeah you know so I'm I'm entitled to do what I did. I'm entitled to make fun of myself instead of other people making fun of me. Yeah. So what the fuck is your problem, right? Yeah. And so that was cable at the time, right? And of course, folks felt like they had to apologize and blah, 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 blah. You know, so you're right in that, you know, a lot of those barriers cables was unable to break because cable still depended on advertisers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Streaming services depend on how much we're paying them on a monthly basis. Yeah. That's why Netflix should bring back the OA. That's right. Fuck you, Netflix. Yes. Fuck you. Oh, damn, man, what a, what a banter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who else in this cast you, you kind of like? I mean, this guy, Jason Rita, Pat in the show, I think it was very good, you know, with the kid. He, for for eight episodes of the show, I thought, man, this is the real good best friend. Right. This guy is like, if if I had, if I had a kid and I passed away, this is the guy that I would like for him to be the godfather and my best friend. Right. Because... He was a force to be reckoned with in the life of this kid. He very influential, very loving, and he was sort of a dad to Dion. Yeah. And somebody you would think you could trust. Turns out that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but 
I like the way they did it. Yeah. I like the way he played his character. He played the hell of that character. Yeah. He's at times a bit annoying, the, the, the character. Yeah, I agree with that. At times a bit tiring. I agree with that. You know, but very good. Yeah. Now, there was one person that I really, really liked is the actress who played Suzanne Wu in the show. She had that, what's, what's her name here? Ali An. She was dope. Yeah, she was dope. I agree. She was absolutely fantastic. And she was scary when she needed to be scary. She gave you that aura of magnate and power. Powerful. Yes. And like with one look, she could have you destroyed. Yes. Off with your head. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then I, I think it was more about someone who focused more on the job at hand. Because then when she met with Dion, you could see like, oh, she, she's actually a human. Right. You know, she was so good with him. Yeah. But again, I don't know if there was a secondary intention here too. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you think in that encounter, that first encounter at the, at, at Bayona? Do you think she was, because she seemed also to, to, ha, to have had, to have held Dion's father in very high esteem. She, she seemed yes. to, you know. Yes. And I think that love for him sort of transpired, if you will, towards Dion. But I think for herself, it was sincere. I think as as the character, it was sincere. Mm -hmm. As for everything that's going on in the background, I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no. That that's 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 what I've been battling in my head for the entire time. Because I would love to think that she is that person. That was so kind to Dion. Yeah. That had fun with Dion, which is the only one moment in the entire show that we see her in in that mindset of having fun, of enjoying herself and enjoying someone else's company. Yeah. Because otherwise she's always work, 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 and she fucking hates Pat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She can't stand Batman. Yeah. She can't stand that guy. Yeah. But other than that, she was great. But then once, once things sort of, the cat came out of the bag, I felt like she kind of flipped on us. Yeah. The, the reason I feel like it was sincere for her was because I, I don't see the character being able to fake that if it wasn't. Like being so job oriented and so you know, by the book and this and yeah. this and this and this, but to be able to let loose a little bit and have fun makes me think it was sincere. Cause I just don't think that the character would have been able to do that otherwise, yeah. but that's just the character. I don't know about all the background stuff that's going on. Maybe in the next few seasons, we'll, we'll see a bit more of her. Yeah. And I'd like to see, I'd like for them to do in a season to, to take some episodes to, to show you the origin of certain, certain characters. Yes. Um, yes. Not only the powered people, but rather yes. some of the background characters. I agree Especially with that. Suzanne Wu. Yes. Um, we talked about a lot of scenes that had no, that didn't bring anything extra to the show. Right. And I can think of one, if you will indulge me. Of course. That scene where uh, Nicole enlists Tessa's son and the whole talk about, I'll teach you how to dance thing. And like the, the side dance story. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The little side dance thing. That, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. First of all, that never happened. Yeah. You know, there was no follow through with it. Yeah. And um, it was like, why did they spend energy on this? I don't know. 
I don't know if something got left on the cutting room floor later, you know, how something happened later that we were supposed to learn or <laughs> if they just were like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, just never show that again. Let's never do this again. Let us never speak of this again. <laughs> Some of the um, scenes at the dance company also were like, I don't know why they're showing these, but whatever. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know if it was supposed to show like, oh, she has another... She's more than just a mom. I don't know. I don't know, but I agree with you. We I think really, they, we make, were, they make they made it perfectly clear that she used to be a star dancer with that scene where Michael B. Jordan is in the audience. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, and she danced and then announced that, you know, she was going to stop dancing for a while because she was pregnant. Yeah. That for me did it. Oh, yeah, she's, she's, a, she's a first dancer uh, with some dance company. Yeah. And she's good at it. Yeah. Great. Great. Boom. Yeah. We don't need to know anymore. That's I fine. don't need more and more. The, the other thing is, most of the dudes that were supposed to be classic dancers there, they look more like fucking ball players. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> Some dude that you could see them like fucking running from first to second base in, in the blink of an eye, as opposed to this delicate. You know, <laughs> dancers and shit. Like this is true. What the hell kind of casting was that? Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like they went out in the, in the street and were like, "Hey, you, are you busy? Come here." Yeah, you just, look like just, it. just twirl in a circle. It'll be fine. Yeah, come on. You're gonna really tell me these dudes are dancers? Like, I mean, I know a dancer when I see a dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Don't give they me. They have a very certain way of carrying themselves. They have a way of walking. They generally have a a, a, a body build. There is yeah, right. Like you can't tell me that some guy that you can t see clearly, he goes to the gym every day and fucking crush two hundred and fifty pounds chest. You know, is a dancer. <laughs> you know, what I mean, there's a certain unevenness <laughs> to a bodybuilder. Yes. Versus a, a yes. an actual dancer. Yes. And that's what I saw them like, who is that person? Why isn't this guy bouncing a ball up and down the court? You know, no, no. Let's respect each other a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, Tessa was, was a good character. I, I liked her. The supporting role that, you know, for the, there's a goodness about her that I liked. Yes. Like if I moved to a new apartment building, like that's the first person I would have liked to have met. Yeah. To tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, Dion had shitty friends on both sides of the aisle. Uh -huh. Both the kids that used to be his friend were where he lived before and the new kids. Yeah. To tell you the truth, the only person that ever had Dion's back was Esperanza. Yeah. You know, and it's sad, but. You know, it's kind of the the, the reality of, of growing up in this day and age. Um, you know, when we were growing up, I think the kids that we hung out with were sort of like on the same boat economically as us. There's always the little friend that is a bit richer than us or whatever, but didn't feel like they had to one-up us. Right. And I, I, I feel like nowadays, kids are being raised with so much materialism Very much that so. it's a, it's, it's, it, that's all they compete about. Right. I had friends growing up that we competed about, let's see how, you know, how many points you can get on this test. You know, how many books can you read this summer? Yep. You know, and if you read so many, so many, so many books, then you'll get a Game Boy. <laughs> you, you know, your mom is going to buy you the newest Tetris game or some shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> or in my case, it would be, oh, good job. Pat on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you read more? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But like, no, but, for but, real though. But pat on the head. Yes, I'm pat not kidding. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Good job. Pat on the head. 
here, so, here, here, read War and Peace. You need, you need to be challenged. Oh, damn. <laughs> Stop reading those damn Nancy Drew novels. <laughs> read the Brothers Karamazov. The fuck is wrong with you? Oh, my Lord. No. <laughs> you, you need to be. <laughs> you need some long hours. <laughs> I, I've had it, man. <laughs> this is it after therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, I'm sorry, JoJo. We gotta talk. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, coming back to children, you know, is it, it's another reality that it reflects, right? That you know, your kid might have it all and still feel inadequate around. They're little friends because it's so competitive. Yeah, because there's always going to be somebody that has more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that some adults fall into that trap, too. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, the trap of, oh, well, you know, so-and-so is doing better than me, so I've got to do this to be better than so-and-so. And Jojo, that's exactly the reason why my circle of friends is so small. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like, my circle of friends, obviously including you, we don't care what each other has. No. <laughs> no. You know. So, I mean, the only thing I care about with my friends is that they have food. And if they don't have food, then I want to be able to help them have food. That's yeah. all I care about. Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, that's genuinely it. And, yeah. and you know, and I, I mean, obviously I want to have food too. But, I mean, I, new car, new house, new whatever. I don't give a shit about that. Food is good. But food is important. We all need food. <laughs> yeah, food is good. Every time my friend John posts, you know, some of his food that he's eating at a bar in Asheville, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and the beer, too, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's important, too. That's important, too. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yep. you, you know what I mean? Yep. But uh, that's it, you know. Yeah. So I, I have... 760 people on Facebook that, according to Facebook, they're friends of mine, but my circle of friends is really not, not, not even near that. I can, I can count. Four? I think four is kind of crowded, but we're good there. Yeah. (laughs) I honestly think I'm on, on about the same number. Yeah. Maybe less. <laughs> I think it's you and Penny. <laughs> yeah. That, that, I think four is even an exaggeration. So, yeah. It's you, Raphael, and John. That's it. Because yeah. my wife is my friend, but like sometimes I don't even talk to her. So. <laughs> That's true. I do count my husband as a friend, but at the same time, they're your husband. They have to be your friend. So. I mean, they better, they then, better be, right? Right, exactly. And if they aren't, then you're, they need to be your ex-husband. So, I'm not you know. talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so here's the thing, people. Raising Dion is a very interesting little show. It's a cute show. Um, you don't have to take it too seriously. No, no. It doesn't take a whole lot of brain cells to watch it. Yeah. And it's fun to watch, and there are some nice little, little little lessons to be learned, yeah. especially with Esperanza. Yes, um, and I love that they've they've cast cast the actress who has the disability and a disabled part. Um, so I think it's definitely worth a watch. Yes, absolutely. So w- with that said, you can find it on Netflix. Yep, and um, nine episodes. Yeah. Really, you know, you can watch it three, three, and three. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it gets a little too much for you, you can watch three episodes, move on to something else. The next day, watch three episodes. In a, in a long weekend, yeah, you can watch that, and, and that's fine. Yeah, you definitely right? can. And so, for this episode, we're going to call it a day. Yep. But before we do that, let us remind you a couple of things, right? You can find us... Everywhere on social media, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. Instagram. 
on Twitter, we are kicking and streaming. Kicking, the letter N, streaming. Remember, we don't use any Gs. Graham's the only G we need. <laughs> and the OG, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> kicking and streaming on Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, we are kicking and streaming underscore podcast. Jocelyn, tell folks how to find you on Instagram. I'm Jocelyn Podcast. There you go. Jocelyn Podcast on Instagram. We like we have like we have mad followers now, you see. Huh? I do. <laughs> I do. People like me. Yeah. They really, really like me. And the howdy do posts yeah. too, yeah. man. They're like very popular. The I, howdy, know, howdy I enjoy the howdy do posts. Yeah, those those howdies like their mornings, you know, the mornings that I'm quite pissed off. And then I start scrolling and I see, you know, one of those little cowboy pets and stuff. <laughs> you really going to scroll past without saying how the, that makes my day, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. So follow Jocelyn uh, at Jocelyn podcast on Instagram. On Instagram, I am at Mr. Puzzetta. That's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. Also, remember, you can go straight to our website. We have an awesome website. We have a fantastic little website, kickinginstrumentpodcast.com. And also, if you'd like to support this show, if you have, you're not done supporting all of the causes that you support in a year, towards the end of the year, you can go to our, our website directly, hit the become a, become a patron button to support the show. We would very much appreciate that. Or you can go directly to patreon.com forward slash kicking instrument podcast. And yes, it's very little what we're asking for. You know what I mean? Very little. And once we get one, two, three, four, five, at least five supporters, then we're going to start putting out some very exclusive content. Yes. Extra. Only for those supporters. Yes. So make it a thing this coming year and support Kicking and Streaming Podcast. The tiers are very easy. Put us in your budget. It's, it, it's $1 a month, $3 a month, or $5 a month. That's it. You, you will not believe this. If you notice, we're not, we're not on Anchor. We're on Buzzsprout. We didn't want to put our content in a free in a free provider that will just store it for three months and make it disappear we want our content to be there at perpetuity so that whenever you join us whenever you find us you can always go back to our very first episode and listen to it if you want to so but also that costs money you know and so all we're asking is, if you feel like it, just tell us how much you like us by supporting this show, kickinandstreamingpodcast.com or patreon.com forward slash kickinandstream. How about that? I like that. Fantastic then. Everybody, thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.